Let's go. Let's get fired up. It's your neighborhood preacher. Listen, thanks a lot for joining me again. I am so happy to be with you wherever you are. Listen, may God's blessings be overtaking you. No matter what you're going through, I just want to remind you, I am here for you. Your neighborhood preacher believes in you, and so does God. Listen, I am really privileged. Uh, I got a big shout out uh, to the Urban uh, Conservation Corps. Um, big shout out to them uh, and what they're doing. Uh, the uh, Inland Empire or the, uh, uh, the Boxing Center over there. Uh, big shout out to them uh, as they are working... Uh, the, uh, the Highland Boxing Club. Uh, let me correct that. Uh, big shout out to them for what they're doing uh, with the young adults and uh, making uh, uh, a better way for them to have a better life and, and stay out of prison. Um, hopefully, we're going to be doing uh, a lot of essential work with them. Uh, big shout out always to Podcast Center LA uh, for making this possible. Uh, listen, wherever you are right now, if you would just humble your heart with me, follow me as I follow Christ. I got a great message for you today. It's called uh, Renewing Your Mind. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be completely different than anything that you've ever heard. But I'm going to start it off with, with this. We're entering into the new year. We know things are still tough. Uh, we know the economy, in a sense, seems a little bit uh, still uh, fragile and broken. There's a lot of things happening around us. You don't need me to remind you of it in detail because we can clearly see it. But it's time that we take uh, responsibility for our life. And like I told you, if we acknowledge God in all of our ways and <laughs> we we depart from evil. If we look to him, he will guide and direct our paths. So Lord, we ask that you guide and direct this message in our life. We ask that it become applicable. We ask, Lord, that you would reveal to us, open the eyes of our understanding so that we would gain maybe just one thing from this message and be an overcomer, have success, and be more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Your neighborhood preacher wants to remind you that when you were a child, and when I was a child, remember, we did a lot of childish things. You know, if you ever try to, uh, uh, you know, deal with a child and it's got that little toy that really doesn't belong to him, but it starts to, uh, <laughs> it starts to play with his toy or pick it up from one of your other children or somewhere in the mall or in the store floor. And if you ever tried to take away something from a little child you know immediately they go mine that's mine and i mean i'm telling you right now it is an all-out assault it's world war three for you to literally get that toy or that thing away from that child um <laughs> you know as a child uh paul reminds us and we're going to go to first corinthians chapter 13 verse 11 paul reminds us uh, he says that when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I did as a child. And before, in the context of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul tells us, hey, listen, I want to remind you that you can have all the gifts in the world, that you can be decorated, you can have all of the, the uh, awards, and, and you could obtain all the doctorate degrees, and you could have all these things and be great in many areas of your life. But if you do not have love, you're a clanging sound 
of brass. He said, even if I speak with tongues of angels, he said, and I have not love, I'm a clanging sound of brass. And then he goes on to, there is a better way, and that is to love. Right after this, he says, and he continues to talk to the church of Corinth, and he says, listen, in 1 Corinthians uh, 13, verse 11, he says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. You see, right now in this message and in this time in our life, it's time that we learn to change it up, like my pastor would say. It's time to learn to have a different perspective that maybe our way isn't always the right or the best way for our life. Maybe we can give the opportunity, the right away for the Word of God to teach us and change us a new mindset so that we can have different and new results to take us in to the levels and the life that God has for us. So if you think about a child and you think about that demonstration I gave you, you know, a lot of times when I was a child, I was, I, it was my way or no way. Uh, I was prideful. And you know, you know, a lot of times, have you ever dealt with even teenagers or even, even, even children? You know, even if you're right in what you're telling them, it's amazing the educated argument that they can give you. I mean, I'm telling you right now, and I'm not putting my kids on, on blast in any kind of way, but I'm going to tell you as a neighborhood preacher, man, I got a little fireball at home and she will remind me of these little ways that she believes that she's right. But guess what? You and I can both agree that the father, which is me, has a better way. See, a lot of times we may not understand God's word. A lot of times we may not even like it. Most of the time we won't. But the fact of the matter is, is that God has a better way for us. And when we're a child, uh, I'm 40, and a lot of times I still see some mannerisms I could have that keeps me from growing closer to God closer to becoming the, into the image of his son. Now, what I say by that is, or what I mean by that is, sometimes I can become angry like a child. Sometimes um, I'm not understanding like a child would be. Sometimes even you, you're like that. Um, we don't really, as a child, understand when we're children the true dangers of the wall socket. Have you ever, have you ever seen a child? And I was one of those, uh, especially, especially in first grade, we'd all get together for story time. And I thought it was amazing to pick up the staples that were laying on the ground and try to put them into the wall socket <laughs> until I realized that that wall socket has got a lot of power in it. See, God has set his word and his ordinances and, and his way is higher than our way. And he did that for a reason, because without leaning on him, we don't understand the dangers of the world. You know, I, I was spending time with, with the Lord recently, and he reminded me of a big picture that he wanted to paint, and I'd like to paint that for you now. As you're sitting there, whatever you're, it is you're doing, listen to this example. Imagine if you could open up a box and you could get a step-by-step 
guide to everything that was going to happen in your life from your birth to your death. I'm here to tell you, the neighborhood preacher, that you're still going to need God every step of the way. I want you to let that settle in. Even if you knew everything that would unfold in your life, listen, your life is so precious, so unique, so amazing, so awesome, and you're, you're a cut above the rest. You are special. And your life as it unfolds, I'm telling you right now, you still would need to lean on God and you would need God for every part of that process. You know, all the times that I didn't lean on God for my life's process and every decision and every way and every direction, I was not satisfied. I was not complete. And I'm telling you, I took an L. You know what that means? I took a loss. You know, the Bible says that God works out all things for the good of those that love him. And we love that scripture because we know that God is faithful. We know that no matter what mistakes we make as a child, right? No matter what makes, uh, what foolish things that we do or perform, we know and we can believe that we have a great God and he loves us. But just because of his faithfulness, that doesn't mean that our consequences for the decisions that we make are going to come out A-OK and we're going to be on top because they're not. A lot of times I'll look back and say, man, I was childish in this area of my life. I reacted in a manner as a, a child would. And in renewing our mind in this session, I want to open up your mind, your heart, your, your understanding to the big picture that it's time for us to grow up in many areas of our life. And only you know that. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to reinforce you. I'm here to support you. Your neighborhood preacher is here to encourage you to let you know that, hey, you know what? I probably walked where you've walked or we're walking together in that same arena of life. Listen, as a child, we don't understand the dangers of the world. You know, you can give a, a bowl of candy to a child, and he will not understand the headache and the stomach ache that's going to come out of it. He's not teachable. And I want to introduce you as men and women, young and old, I want to introduce you to a process with our father, whether you've had a father or not, because I grew up without one. And I want to remind you that our heavenly father is better than any earthly father ever could be, but you must be teachable. You cannot be your only teacher because you're only going to get what you put in and what you know. Listen, God knows a lot more than me and you. And if we look to his word, we'll understand on how to grow in every aspect of life. So I'm not trying to revolutionize our life in one message. It's going to take a process. And I'd say that out loud right now. It's going to take a process. And not only that, you got to trust God through the process. That sometimes can be a difficult thing. But oftentimes as a child, we find that we get in the way of God's process. If you'll write down or you'll journey with me to Romans chapter 1, verses 18, we're going to get into something I think is phenomenally amazing. It changed my life, and I believe it's going to change your life. Right now, I want to remind you that there is a warfare going on in our life. There's a warfare going on between the flesh 
and the Spirit. Now, you may not be able to understand what I'm saying, but you're going to understand it by the time we get done. In Romans chapter 1, verses 18, we're going to read all the way to 28, and I'm going to make this quick here, but I'm going to break this down for you like the neighborhood preacher does. Check this out. It says, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. So let's think about ourselves here at one point in our life. Although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts. Futile means worthless, pointless, um, fruitless in our thinking. It was random. It didn't produce anything. It was pointless that it would not really lead our life to great success. They did not glorify him as God, but we became futile in our thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. You see, the mind has a lot to do with the heart. In verse 22, it says, they professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. So we know that back in this day and time. He's talking about Moses and the people and even even after that where they made altars and, and they made their own created beings and images and altars for them to believe in their gods. In verse 24, it says, therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies amongst themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the women burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. Verse 28 here, pay attention. It says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind. We're talking about renewing the mind here. He gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. Being filled Now, what do I mean by that? It says in verse 29, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliceness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. I was one of them. I don't know if you were, but I was one of those. I knew God, but I did not glorify God. So I became futile in my thoughts. I did my own thing. I thought what I wanted. I, I pondered what I wanted. I, I set my mind We're talking about renewing the mind now. I set my mind on certain things and that began to fuel and breed certain things in my heart. Look at verse uh, 28. It says, as even and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased 
mind. Listen, God will let your mind become warped, dark, and evil. It is not God's fault that our hearts become full of darkness and evil and ways that do not benefit us. It's it's not God's fault that we choose to set our mind on certain things. Listen, you will become futile in your thoughts if you do not not only acknowledge God, but glorify God as God. The Bible tells us in Philippians 4, verse 8, it says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is any praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate means use your mind. Use your mind to think on things that are above and not beneath. To think of things that are true and noble. To think of things that are lovely and good report. To think of things that have virtue and anything that is of praise worthiness. We need to renew our mind. And as a child, sometimes you cannot get them to detour the way that they want to think. A lot of times we're like that with with God, with our Heavenly Father. Remember what we learned through um, building a life in Christ. We learned that we need to build them on the sayings of Jesus Christ. Listen, that's your choice. You can Keep building the way you've been building, like I did, or you can build them on the ways of the sayings and principles of Christ. Really, it doesn't take any more effort than the way that we're living now. So the reality is, is that the Bible tells us to meditate on these things that are of good rapport and good virtue. Psalms 19 verse 18 says, may the words out of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. May the words out of my mouth and the meditations, my thoughts, may they be accepting in your sight, O Lord. You see, a child really doesn't care when he shuts the door, he's in a hidden place. He really doesn't care when nobody's watching, he's going to do what he's going to do. See, Paul's, uh, uh, Paul reminded us that uh, when I was a child, I did childish things. I acted childish. I thought childish. I spoke like a child. It's time for me and you to learn that there's a process of renewing our mind. You have to renew your mind because otherwise you're going to continue to walk as a child. I want to fall back here on Romans chapter 8. I'm sorry, Romans chapter 7. It says, for we know that the law is spiritual, meaning the word of God, but I am carnal, sold under sin. Adam and Eve, we know we got sold under sin. That wasn't the way it was supposed to be, but we got sold under sin and we were born into this world and our flesh nature sins. In verse 15, it says, for what I am doing, I do not understand See, right now you might be trying to walk with God. You might be trying to make some changes in your life. You might be trying to change your mind and you find this rut where you continually think about negative things or you think about entertaining things or you think about things that are not praiseworthy, 
pleasing to God, that they're not uh, justifiable. They're not going to they're not going to edify your life and build your life into a cleaner, better man or woman or young man or woman of God. It says, for what I am doing, I do not understand for what I will to do. I do not practice, but what I hate that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, if then I do what I will not to do, then I agree that the law, meaning the word of God, that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. What I want to teach you today is that you have another member working inside of you. You might want God with all of your heart, but you continue to have a rut and a thought pattern that, de- that deters you from having more of a heart for God. And I want to remind you and expose to you that there is another law working against the law of God, meaning the word of God. And verse 17 says uh, of Romans chapter seven, it says, but now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells for to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good. I do not find for the good that I will to do. I do not do, but the evil I will not to do that. I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I want you to pay attention here. In Romans 7, verse 21, this is going to blow you away. In verse 21, it says, I find then a law that is evil, that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. I want you to get that in your head right now. I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. So there's an inward man and an outer man. The outer man is the flesh. It loves entertainment. It loves the world. It loves the fast life. It loves uh, fast attraction. It, 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 it loves uh maybe addictions, maybe pleasures, all kinds of things that we say are of the world. Remember what Philippians 4.8 told us to meditate on. And these are all the things that are opposite of that. We're self-seeking. We're selfish. We're not teachable. We're prideful, argumentative, angry, Haughtiness with the eyes and with the heart, with the flesh. We we seek pleasure rather than seeking to please God. Verse 22 says, I delight in the law of God, meaning the word of God, according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Listen, I want to teach you that there's more than meets the eye when it comes to you. There is more to you. You got another member working and it says it wars against the law of your mind. If you and I are trying to train a soldier and we cannot, we can show him all of the hand-to-hand combat, but we can't give him the spirit in his mind of a warrior. He can never put those things fully into practice. So what I'm telling you as we got to renew our mind, you need to understand one thing here that you have another member working in your flesh and that thing is warring against your mind. Look at verse 
24, look at what Paul says about himself. He says, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with my mind, say my mind. So then with my mind, I myself serve the law of God or the word of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Remember, when you were a child, you spoke as a child, you thought as a child, you did as a child. Today, brothers and sisters, I need you to grow up. Grow up with me. Let's grow up together and become a man, taking responsibility not only for our life and everything in it, but of our mind. Listen, look at chapter 8 of Romans in verse 5. It says, for those who live according to the flesh, I'm going to help you out here. You wonder, how does this all happen? How does this all pan out? How do I make this work? How do I stop? How do I learn how to change my mind? Well, let's, let's take a look at what he says here. Paul says in verse 5 of chapter 8, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. Listen, I want to walk holy and upright. I want to be righteous before the Lord, but every single time I sin, I have already set my mind on that thing. Oh, I'm struggling. I'm having a hard time. No, you're not. You're having a hard time because you're setting your mind on it. Because why? We get something out of it. We get pleasure. We get uh, fulfillment. We get some satisfaction. We get um, whatever it is, quiet time. Maybe we should be praying. Maybe we should do this. Maybe we should be with our kids. But, but we find ourselves doing something else because we get a reward out of it. You must trade that work that's in the darkness or futile of thought or way of thinking. It could be negative. It could be, it could be doubting yourself. It could be all kinds of things. You must trade that by not allowing your mind to be set on that thing. A child never wants to get up and do his chores, never wants to go to work, never wants to put in the work. But you, O man of God and woman of God that are learning how to walk with the Lord, you're not one of those. I know it. You're stronger than that. You're better than that. We need to not allow our minds to be set on things of the flesh. It says, those that live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the spirit of God, they set their minds on things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's at war against God for it is not subject to the law of God, meaning the word of God, nor can it be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, it says now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. Wow. Where does that leave you? Where does that leave me? You know, a lot of times I felt like, man, I just can't get this thing right. I just better stop. I better go back to my old ways. I just, I just can't get it. I can't learn it. Um, I don't think God's happy with me. Maybe I don't have God's spirit. And eh, wrong. Completely wrong answer. Wrong thought. Again, the battle is in the mind. Wife out there, you keep thinking you're not good enough for your husband. So and so, and other people might be giving you attention, or, or daughter, or 
or, or, or children out there. You might not think that, that you're good enough for your parents or, or person that's listening to me. You might not think that you're really good enough for your job. It's all in the mind. And what I need you to do is take control over that member that wars against you. You see, you got a member inside of you, okay? The inner man is the new person in Christ. Remember, if therefore anyone in Christ, behold, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Listen, you are a new creation when you confess Christ as your Lord and Savior and you ask him to reign and rule in your life and surrender your entire life to him that he might be the purpose and will. You're, you're, you're coming, you're going the way that you operate in this life. Listen, he's got the plan and in order for you to walk in his plan, you got to let it unfold his way. You can't do it your way. So as children, what we need to do is grow up into the men and women of God. And therefore we need to renew our mind. I found myself in a place where I better just stop. I can't do this, but listen, it takes work. You've had a mindset about any and everything all your life. It's going to take some time to change that. But look at what he says to be carnally minded. It's at it's an enemy. It's at war with God. We don't want to be at war with God. So what we want to do is we want to bring in those thoughts into captivity. We want to take control of those thoughts and start to speak new things over our life. So one thing I found myself doing, and this I think is going to help somebody. I know when, when uh, whether I've got found, you know, doing uh, drugs or alcohol or, or smoking or uh, having bad behavior or whatever kind of way it was, I knew the formula that kind of set it up, meaning I was alone, meaning I had time. Um, and so what I started to do is develop a mindset where, hey, listen, I acknowledge this thing. I acknowledge this problem. I see it warring against the goodness of God and my spirit and what God wants to do and what he says. So I'm going to stay busy. What I started to learn to do is stay busy so I didn't get myself caught up in that situation where my negative mindset could take over, get down in my heart, and then take over my behavior. I'll say it again. I started to realize the things and the patterns in my mind that were going against God and what I did is I either made sure I was around somebody, I made sure I was present, or I made sure I wasn't found in the darkness with my own time, and I was accountable to the present, to what was going on around me. I stayed busy so that I could override the things that were taking place in my mind, warring against my spirit. For we know that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Does that mean that you fall? Does that mean that you give up? Does that mean that you just don't deal with it? No, it means that you got to learn, not as a child, but as a man or woman in Christ. Even for you young people, you got to learn what you need to do. You need to learn to get up out of that mindset and situation and create Therefore, it will create different behaviors. Listen, it's going to be a struggle, but then all of a sudden, that mind, because it's not set on things of the flesh, all of a sudden, now you're thinking about, you know, so-and-so's having a birthday, or, hey, it's time to work out, or I wonder what so-and-so's doing, and you get, you know, but there are patterns of what we do is about setting our mind on things, and guess what? It gets us in trouble every time. I'll remind you here. And I want to share this with you. It's very important. 
because it's the first commandment, actually. It's pretty cool. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, and it's, there's a lot of people I would think hate this. <laughs> I used to hate it. <laughs> I can't be the only one. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 says, and Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God. Wow, that's a great thing. I'm okay with that part up until this, watch. With all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Remember, we become futile, pointless, fruitless. Our mind is at war with God. Even Paul himself, when we read in Romans, he says, Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Because he kept finding his mind in a struggle, going to war with God. But he says, deep down inside, I know that God's word is the best thing for me. I know it's true, but the things that I want to do, I find myself not doing. He says, so therefore I found out something. There's another member working against my mind. But Jesus says, I need you to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And he says, this is the first and great commandment. I want you to understand that there's a war going on inside you. And unless you understand that, you're still going to continue before God with the mind of a child. I'm not saying that you're playing with Legos and building blocks. I'm not saying you don't have a job. I'm not saying that you're not doing great in life. What I'm saying is there is a higher way of our mind. And if we're going to walk in the spirit and in the manner that God wants us to walk, then we're going to have to set our mind on things of the spirit. Remember Philippians 4, 8 said, meditate on these things. So we have to retrain our mind, put new data in to our mind. Look at with me, if you'll write it down, 2 Corinthians or go with me, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 6. This is powerful. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons, say weapons, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every what? Every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And here we go, here we go. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. You gotta be like a watchman on the tower when it comes to your mind. The battle is in the mind. You and I have not gone to great aspirations and great places and overcoming areas in our life because of the mind. Listen, the battle is right there, warring against the things of God. And as long as we keep setting our mind on things of the flesh and this world and the routine we had and the way that we think, we got to change that. And a child, you can't begin to even almost start to get them to change. And when you see him starting to make a change where it's getting down into what? Their heart. Wow, what begins to happen? Their behavior begins to change. 
the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not, uh, they're not in the flesh. We don't fight against flesh and blood. But we got a fight that's happening internally all the time. And the more and more that you meditate on the things of God and what is virtuous, pure, noble, what is of God, the more and more that's going to fill the data card in your brain. Listen, as soon as something comes in, it says this. It says that we got to be ready to bring it into captivity, every thought into the obedience of Christ. If it doesn't line up with the word of God or God's not pleased with it, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It means you need to bring it into submission to God's word and to Christ until that thing leaves you alone. And once it leaves you alone, it says that we got to be ready to punish all disobedience after our obedience is already fulfilled in the mind. Look at Joshua chapter one, verse eight. It's a very, very powerful, powerful scripture. And I hope that you're getting something from this. Listen, I want you to understand that. I want you to understand that it's going to take some time. But unless you understand that there is a war going on inside you, Paul said, it is no longer I that's doing this thing, but it is sin. Unless you understand that, me and you would never even have a winning chance to defeat this. We, ju- we just wouldn't. So I needed to paint a picture for you to let you know that first, before we're going to change our life, we've got to change our mind. We've got to change our mindset about a lot of things. And you can't do it overnight, but this is how you can do it. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from my mouth, but I shall meditate on it day and night, that I may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. That's the key to this entire thing. Joshua says that the book of the law or the word of God shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Listen, we'll get into uh, the next message in part two and we'll learn how the spirit of God knows the mind of God. There's going to be many things that me and you can't overcome or know uh, in our mind. But I'm going to teach you in the next lesson on how to acknowledge the Holy Spirit and how to let him search not only your heart and your mind, but I'm going to help you to realize that he's the one that knows the mind of God and he can reveal that to you. See, we need a new mindset. We can't keep going the same way that we've gone before. We can't keep thinking as a child, especially walking with God. Right now, today, I hope it encouraged you. I hope it challenged you to to realize that, hey, listen, it's not you doing it. If you're a new creature in Christ, guess what? Like Paul, he reminded us, it's sin that dwells in you. It's fighting against the law of your mind. Paul says, therefore, my mind is ready to serve the word of God, but my flesh is at war with it. Listen, don't be so hard on yourself. Most importantly, do what I did. You got to forgive yourself. 
listen, this is a new beginning for you. It's a new year and we're going to overcome it. How? By our mindset. Our mind can take us into some treacherous places and it can take us into some captivity into the same processes that have always held us back. You got to be willing to learn. You can't be a child anymore because remember a child is childish things. You can't teach them. They're not understanding. They're not willing to learn or listen. Listen, that's not you. So I want to encourage you. Your neighborhood preachers here for you always. You can comment. You can leave messages on what you need prayer for, messages on what you're dealing with, message, messages about what you want to hear. But again, I want to encourage you. I want you to know that God is able to complete the work that he started in you, and it starts in the mind. Let's renew our mind, especially this coming year. I ask you, most importantly, as a neighborhood preacher, stay up, stay prayed up most of all, and we'll see you back again. One more thing I'd like to tell you, uh, if you'd be uh, kind enough you know, to just, uh, drop some encouragement. Let, let me know how, uh, if you're, if you're filling the messages, if, if you're getting something out of it, you can even, uh, check, uh, uh, my GoFund, GoFundMe page. Uh, unfortunately I do have a hard, uh, time, uh, asking people for anything, but if you could just check that out, uh, I got a story there as well for you. Uh, but you can definitely type in my name. It's Daniel Delgado on uh, GoFundMe and, uh, and you'll find my story, a picture of me and my family will be right there along with the video. And uh, I'd appreciate you taking time to do that. Stay up, stay prayed up. Yeah.